Hey, you guys see that naked unicorn over there? Ow, I'm so naked. Welcome to the Naked Unicorn Podcast, hosted by Jason Sorotin. Hello and welcome to the Naked Unicorn Podcast. I'm Jason Sorotin, and today we're talking about um, SBA disaster loans for small businesses. And I'm here with uh, Jace, uh, Jason Marasini and Trey Gregory. Uh, two of my partners, or the only other partners, at ECG Productions. And they have been leading the charge on um, the disaster recovery stuff for the global pandemic of COVID-19. And um, we thought, since we've been through all the rigmarole and have already submitted, um, I think it's the same day the law, the, the rules went into effect or the day after, but they keep changing. It's like a moving target, which is what we're going to hit on today. But I thought we'd start off with um, who can take us through, Trey or Jace, the options that are available for small businesses um, right now um, in this uh, pandemic from the SBA. I can definitely do that because I see this stuff in my sleep right now. <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah, Jason's in clear. his car, by the way. Uh, so if you hear honking from all the traffic, I am. Yes, I'm driving right now. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of cars on the road right now. Which is to say, right now I'm a place this time of day that would be pretty, pretty congested. And right now there are two other cars and a mailman. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so the two options that are available right now are the uh, EIDL, which is, I forget what the I stands for, it's Economic Something Disaster Loan. Economic Injury, I think it is. Economic Injury yeah, Disaster economic Loan. Injury disaster. Uh, yeah, it's Injury. That's the one that, uh, that opened up first, and that one is a super streamlined form that you fill out online. It's directly with SBA. You don't have to have a third-party lender. And this is a spot where there's a whole lot of conjecture about what's happening. The rules keep changing. No one seems to be real sure. But my best stand at it from the research that we've done is when you fill it up, you basically just have two numbers. You have what your gross uh, income was last year and then what your cost of goods sold was. You subtract one from the other. And here's where there's lots of speculation. I'm told that if you are approved, you probably get somewhere around 50% of that number. And then there's also a EIDL grant that you can add on that's an advance against that loan for $10,000. Now, here's where we get into weird fine print because it's a maximum of $10,000. doesn't mean you're going to get 10 grand. But this is the confusing part. Apparently, even if you're declined for the EIDL loan itself, you will still get the grant in some form. Now, how they calculate what percentage of, you know, up to 10000 that is, I haven't heard a straight answer yet. I don't really know. Nobody knows from, uh, from what I can tell. Yeah. yeah but, and that's the and there's thing. also some deceptive... Go ahead, please. There's some, there's some, I guess, deceptive is... is you know, making a logical leap. Maybe it's not deceptive, but it's, it's a little confusing language where they were counting that the, the $10,000 grant was in three days, you know, everybody needs money fast, needs an infusion, this thing gets paid in three days. Now, for into the paperwork, what it's telling you is that from the time that the payment is approved and they know what the amount is, it will take three days for the ACH payment to hit your account. 
told, and there's no way to prove this because we're not inside the, uh, the amount of time yet, is that 8 to 21 days is how long it takes for the loan to be processed and approved or denied. So you're looking at as much as 24 days, and that's if they started the clock the day that the application's open, which it's not really clear if that's and when they're score from or not. I think you should add on to that, Jace, the fact that the SBA has never opened this kind of a process to all 50 states at once before. So there's going to almost assuredly be some additional time for them to scale up to be able to, to, to manage this. Um, I mean, a week seems like a ridiculously small amount of time for them to prepare for this. For, so, yeah, for two trillion dollars. I don't know. Like, I'm, maybe I'm just being skeptical. Well, they're also adding yeah, uh, the, I mean, Mitch McConnell this morning. There was a report that they're putting in front of uh, Congress another um, stimulus for small businesses of $250 billion. Yeah, because I was wondering how $300 billion, which was set aside for small businesses, would cover the cost when you look at rents alone being at around $49 billion a month for everybody. Now that's commercial and, and residential. Or eight, or is it eighty billion? I mean, it's a crazy amount of money. I just don't even understand where that money is going to go. But the crazier thing is that you know Trump is touting that seventy billion has gone out, and I can't find anywhere of anybody talking about receiving these funds. Nobody's talking about it. You know, and I've heard of it gotten it. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, I no think a lot of people on, too have mistaken the impression. Think about how many articles and podcasts are going to be when somebody actually gets the money. The big issue that I'm concerned about is, you know, there's a lot of businesses that don't have a disaster plan and are reliant on cash flow, you know, to say 28 days from now, that's end of business for a lot of places. We're talking about crippling if they yeah, don't get some absolutely. cash. Especially the restaurants. Yeah, it's yeah. Oh, it's just screwed. So, um, I mean, well, then, yeah, but, like in instances like that, like there are the, the other option, which is, Jace, correct me if I'm wrong, supposed to kick in next month is the payroll extension loan or the payroll. Yeah, is the, it's PPP. Yeah, a payroll uh, protection program. And that one is such a good dovetail from what, from what Jay was talking about. The reason why Congress is uh, getting up to the negotiating table about putting a whole lot more funding in, I think they said, they're estimating they need another $250 billion, is the number of people who applied for that second option for the payroll protection program uh, was so massive that they were like, this is going to run out of money almost immediately. Uh, but what that one is, is it's based on trying to get people to retain their workforce. So it's a forgivable loan if you maintain your payroll, and then you kind of lose your right to forgiveness, depending on if you furlough or lay off people. But what that one is based on is you just figure out what your average monthly payroll is for your whole staff, uh, and then you add in uh, benefits, so like health insurance, retirement plan. There's a whole uh, worksheet that has formulas in there. So you plug in your numbers, you come up with 2.5 times your average monthly payroll, and that's the amount of the loan that you can request. And then you have to keep track of how that, assuming you're approved, you have to keep track for eight weeks of how that money is spent and then submit that paperwork for forgiveness. And everything that I've heard so far is that they're going to be very, very picky about it and they're going to be looking to disqualify stuff. So you got to really, really keep your paperwork tight. You got to be able to prove exactly where every penny went. And if you can't, then they're not going to forgive the loan. You're going to have to start paying it back. Uh, I believe whatever your, whatever is left after forgiveness is 
they don't, again, this is a place where there's a lot of gray area. They say it can't be due to start being paid back any sooner than six months. Uh, and I think the max is 12 months. So it's, uh, it's going to fall somewhere in between. And, and Jace, uh, what, what and is the, lo- it's the worth term of the loan? For, it is, I, because I'm driving, I don't have any driving. I believe that that one is. I want to say they're both 30. I want to say they're both 30 years. No, I think the other one's shorter. Yeah, the EIDL, I believe, is 30. I think the PPP is shorter, but don't quote me on that, Trey. Maybe take a look while I'm. Yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking it up right now. Or, Trey, if you could look that up. While you're doing that, one thing I think that I should mention that I would like anyone who's going to go through this process should know like, it's not just about having tight books on the back end once you've gotten a loan like you need to have stuff in order leading up to it as well we were like super fortunate to have a banker help us through this process and get everything you know organized and do phone calls and talk us through it but like we have really good records and we have a payroll service that we use and they've been instrumental in helping us gather all the data that we need but like at its core what you're going to need or what's called a 941 document which you file with your payroll <laughs> and it shows the total for each quarter of what you did. And like Jay said, you want to take t- four quarters in 2019. Can't do 2020. It's supposed to be 2019. And then you, at least that's what we were told. And then you just add them together and divide by uh, 26, which is the amount of payrolls we have. And that tells you kind of the numbers that you need to work with for the loan. And like Jay said, you can do health care benefits and state tax uh state taxes can be wound into it as well. But the problem is you have to have really tight records. It's got to be super simple because like they said, if even one of your uh, line items gets rejected, the whole thing gets knocked back and you got to reapply. So there's a limit to how much money is available. So, you know, if you that's don't true. Get, and there's also a limit, yeah, there's also a time. limit to the pay- Ahead, There's also a limit to the, the, the payroll that'll be covered, okay? So if you have employees who have over $100,000, they cannot be covered over that amount. So it, cre- it creates a complication there. It's workable, and you just have to do some additional work on the form. But it's worth knowing that that can create issues, you know, as you sort of apply for this, and you just have to be prepared for it. Dude, it is a yeah, two, and also there's it is a two-year with, term. Uh, but Just so we know, W-2. not 30, right. two-year term on the PPP okay. loans. Yeah, okay, to on the part that's short, but, but, Jay, that was all crop talk. You want to say it clean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so the PPP loan has a – it's a 0.5% annual percentage rate, no payments or interest for six months, then converts to a two-year term. 100% government guaranteed, no collateral or personal guarantee required. So that means, you know, with a lot of business loans since the collapse of the economy in 2008, you've had to personally guarantee as an owner every single thing. So, uh, I mean, it, this is really great because you're not really held accountable. Um, it's almost like a no-fault situation where if, if your business goes under after that, they're not going to take your house, which is nice. So, Jace. Correct. And one, one yeah. correction to go back to something that you said, just because I want to make sure we're being accurate. You don't have to use 2019 
only payroll if you've already filed your taxes. If you filed your 2020 taxes, or sorry, your uh, your quarterly taxes rather for uh, for the first quarter, you can use the preceding 12 months. So you do have that option. Uh, I don't. I think probably you have to do that if you filed your your first quarter already. But uh, it can be either the the most recent 12 months or all of 2019. You need a 12 month period to base your uh, your payroll numbers on. Yeah. I want I, I want businesses to be successful and I want to see everybody do well, but this seems like it's a situation where it is now survival of the fittest businesses because if you don't have your shit together, you're kind of fucked. Absolutely. Oh yeah, I mean if you don't like, if you don't have any operating cushion right now, you're you're pretty much done. Cuz if you're sitting there waiting for the SBA money in order to survive, there's no way you can you can juggle your liabilities. You have no way to predict when it's going to come. And you have limited ways to bring in cash. So it's not like you can, you know, unless you're independently wealthy, you are seriously screwed. Yeah, I so. think our relationships are a huge factor for us as well, too. Like we've got a relationship with a banker. We've got a relationship with a payroll company. Those are critical for this like if we didn't have help working through this stuff from them like it would be really difficult so yeah it's been you know big shout out to amy panos and the team at first citizens yeah. bank and hr strategies um and their team for all the help and getting all of our stuff prepared as well as more colson our accounting firm they are just everybody on our on our business banking and uh accounting teams are just amazing so we're very thankful to them and if you are not yeah. in a situation more colson's been on it with the data going out oh more colson. have you been reading their oh, updates every day yeah more colson is sending out it, sign up for their mailing list everybody it's really great because they're giving actionable um things for businesses to do via email updates and blogs i mean they're doing a tremendous job supporting um small businesses so i highly recommend that but i think this is also yeah, key for awesome. people yeah. who are either starting a business or who are who have made some mistakes and and they're just going to get through this um by the skin of their teeth um is that the right word skin of their teeth that sounds weird yeah, yeah. no that's right um, to, to get your shit together you know, you've got to you're, put on your big boy pants and run a business. Running a business is not just sending out an invoice and collecting the money. It's being organized and prepared for events like this. And yeah, this is unprecedented, but you have to be prepared for emergencies and be able to act quickly. If you don't have the right team in place and the right records, it's a situation where you could lose everything. So highly recommend that you engage the right teams to help you through situations like this, because I don't think this is going to be the last time we go through a pandemic. I think with global travel the way it is and, and just some countries having kind of some whack laws in different cultures, I just think that th th this might be something that happens more often. But I'm no scientist. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. And I think but that's the... To kind of play to what you were saying about having engaging the right people and having the right team surrounding you for this stuff, anybody can you know operate in calm times, you know, on on calm waters. But that's not what makes a business. Like how you know what what determines how you're going to do in the long term is how you deal with crisis and how you deal with things that aren't you know as expected. And you 
mean, we're watching it right now. People who, you know, and that's, that's tough for restaurants and things like that because the way that the business operates, they don't have a huge cash surplus. They don't have a lot of capital to send around. They're not very liquid. So they're just getting steamrolled. Like, if they don't get a flight preserver soon, a lot of the restaurants you like are not going to be there when everybody comes out of this thing. Which is so horrible. And, and on that note, how much do you guys miss sushi? I'm just so. Uh, I haven't had sushi. Oh man, I just miss going to restaurants and being around people. Oh my god, I want oh. sushi so bad. There is a there is a place that uh, there's a place that uh, that delivers sushi uh, that I'm, I'm thinking about ordering from when I get back this weekend. Yeah, not not me. I'm I'm uh, uh, in New Hampshire, so there is no sushi around here that's worth eating. Uh, the sushi, the sushi capital of the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, so on, on the loan stuff, I know there was a lot of stuff leading up to us submitting and changes coming all the time. Can you guys walk through the things that changed since like we started the process and what was required additionally from you guys so that people can be prepared on what they might need? Definitely. Definitely. And it's, I mean, kind of on the bright side, you're not going to have to do a lot of the hoop jumping that we did because we we tried to get ahead of the game. Like, as soon as we yeah. saw the way the wind was blowing and the things were getting locked down, we talked to our bankers. We said, hey, you know, what sort of SBA paperwork should we, should we be filling out? So I filled out, for example, the, the SBA 1919 form. That's one of the requirements for the PPP. I filled out four different times because the form kept changing. So we... Before they had announced the stimulus, we had all our stuff filled out. So we're like, okay, you know, whatever they announce, we'll be ready to go. And then, of course, you know, when that got announced, there were new forms, which we filled out. And then those forms changed. So there were definitely four iterations. And a lot of it was just transferring data around from form to form. But there were things that were different. So it wasn't, you know, none of it was plug and play. Uh, you know, it was good to, to be ahead of the game because at least we knew where all that information was. It was all in one place. But... I would say, yeah, don't, you know, don't try and navigate this stuff alone. This, this would be very, very difficult without somebody who's outside advising you. And even, you know, we all name drop again, Amy Panos from, uh, from First Citizen Bank has been really helpful because I'm sure there's lots of people out here who are just taking these applications, giving them a quick glance and submitting them. And that stuff's going to get kicked back almost across the board. Amy went through ours with a fine tooth comb. She let us know, like, hey, I'm getting a couple things that aren't adding up exactly the way you have them, and I don't want this to get rejected. Can we get on the phone and go through this and make sure everything crunches before we submit it? She made sure that we had hit all the requirements and had all the, the extra documentation. So, yeah, definitely get, you know, banks are, are there to help you get, a you know, ideally a community bank or a credit union, not a, not a huge one because I've heard some horror stories about that already. Um, but, yeah, definitely get assistance. Yeah. Hey, Trey or James. And I think that. Okay, what, go ahead, Trey. I was going to just chime in and sort of echo what Jace was saying. Like, it's probably a little too late now, but one of the things, Jay, you asked, like, what Jace and I were, were doing is Amy was giving us also, like, reports, documents, things that we should collect and have available so that it would just be there. And so Jason and I were putting numbers into spreadsheets, figuring out how our expenses for each month break down. Amy had us collect all these tax documents ahead of time. So we had them all there. We had them ready to go. And when it came down to it and like we were sort of putting everything together and putting it all in 
to the you know the final document it was all right there and we could just pull from it and you know move the numbers around and make them work and i think that was so critical to making this like an easy quick thing it's just knowing the data that we needed to have ready and available so that was another just really valuable thing about getting ready for this that that, that amy did that helped us out what do you guys think so so you said reach out get some help right I mean, if you don't have a team already, and I'm trying to get a regular loan for one of my other businesses, there are no bankers available. Nobody is returning emails. Yeah. You know, typically, it's really fast. I, wh- is there a resource? Because I was just on the SBA site. I'm looking at Forbes right now. All the information is very top level and doesn't really get into the details. So, I mean, do you guys have any advice for people who might not have a team? What do they do? Get a, uh, would, invest in a flex capacitor and get a time machine and go back and don't fuck it up. Like, <laughs> I wish I had a, a brighter thing to say, but, like, you're in trouble if you didn't have some of this stuff in place at this point. Uh, Trey, I'm open to, if you have, like, a useful suggestion, I'm being very glib here, but, man, I, I would be very uncomfortable if, if we didn't have these relationships. The only honest suggestion I could give to that would be reach out to your network for a connection. Like there's no way you're going to find cold call a banker and get assistance. Our Amy is like working. She's writing us at two in the morning. She's doing like text at midnight. Like they're like overwhelmed right now. Business bankers are like, they're earning the keep right now, man. And it's, you're not going to get through to one. So so you need to, it's like trying to get a sale. You need a personal connection. And they are focused on their current clientele. I can tell you that 1,000%. These banks have a set group of people, and all of them need assistance. And they're going to take care of their their customers. So, you know, now is a good time for you to hit that reset button as soon as this is over. And if you've survived, go out and get a team in place. Because based on what I just heard from Jason Trey, if you don't have that in place, I'm sorry, but you're kind of screwed unless you were really good at reading long ass laws and documents and understanding them. And I think nobody really understands how to read, you know, legal stuff except lawyers and Jace. Jace, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but you you have to apply for the payroll one through a banker, I believe. That is correct. Yeah. So any it could be any bank, but that loan has to be backed by a. FDIC insured bank of some sort. Uh, but yeah, the banks are doing the vetting, the pre-vetting process. Correct. Yeah, that's Trey. You make you make a good point. It's a lot more helpful than my smart ass remark. But uh, no, I, I mean, would say true, yeah, it, you need you need somebody you need somebody to walk you in the door. So yeah, think about those personal relationships. You know, if your if your uncle is a retired investment banker, ask him. Be like, hey. I, you know, throw me a, throw me a bone here. Like, is there somebody you have a personal relationship with that would do me a favor? Because really like the only way you're going to get service right now is by cutting in line. There's, if you, if you walk in cold off the street, you're going to be waiting a while. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. I mean, it's, 
It's rough out there. Um, so let's just go through some of the, the main things. If, if you are looking for um, disaster assistance, you can just go to Google and type in SBA disaster assistance. There's a big yellow banner at the top of the page specifically for coronavirus and COVID-19 relief. Um, we're going to be doing more podcasts about this as it unfolds, if there's anything interesting or new happening. And we'll also tell people about what happens when we get the cash, um, if we get it, how long it took, all of that, so that you, because we're going to be one of the first people. I mean, we were in line, I mean, you know, relatively speaking, we were in line really, really early and had all of our ducks in a row. So I think we could serve as a really great resource for small businesses, whether they be video production, post-production animation companies, or if they're, you know, restaurants or, uh, you know, a flower shop. It really doesn't matter. The disaster loan is, is for all businesses. Um, on that note, Trey or Jace, any parting words before we wrap this up? I would just say, I mean, definitely, I think we, we hit on it before, but I'll, I'll reassert that there is no timeline to count on here. So don't count this money as being by a particular date. Like, you know, if you, if you need it by the first of this next month, start looking for other ways to, to bring money in. Like, you know, you got to do some sort of unguaranteed borrowing if you need to put something on a credit card, if you need to sell off an asset, I would just say that this, I, I think this money is going to help, but it's mainly going to help the people who are ready to float and stay above water for, you know, six to eight weeks. That's, you know, that's just being real. I, I think it's going to take a while to get that money out. Yep. I, I, I agree. Yeah. And I also, and, and I would also chime in and say that, um, you know, like if you if it's if you truly want to continue your business and it's struggling, like you should apply for the the initial loan as soon as you can, because if you get an approval on that, even if the money takes a while to come through, like it's the kind of situation where if you're a retail shop or a restaurant, you could call your landlord and explain the situation to them and say, hey, you know, I've got this loan, I've been approved, I'm just waiting for the cash to come through. Can we work something out? Like I'm sure people are going to be willing to talk to you and work with you in the next months and weeks, I think. So and that's it's, the it, it's, it's, it's worth trying to have a conversation. Yeah. That's the yeah. EIDL yeah. loan. Um, Correct. Also, you know, in this time, if you're a business owner, you need to also start, um, you know, making sure that your cash flow is good so that you can make smart, non-stress decisions. If you have a home mortgage or a mortgage on your property where your business is, you can apply for deferment. It does not affect your credit. Um, uh, there might be a few point loss because you're not paying, but it's not a strike. Um, and then also any car loans, uh, any loans you can get a deferment, for three to six months. If you have a federally backed FHA loan, it can be up to a year of deferment. Take advantage of this time, conserve your cash and make smart plays. Not when you're do it when you're in a position of strength, not a position of weakness, because those decisions get harder and harder to make when you're stressed out about your own cash flow. So 
Everybody, thank you so much for joining us on the Naked Unicorn Podcast. If you have any questions or, or want to get in deeper with us, you can reach the three of us at info at ecgprod.com. You can visit us online at ecgprod.com. And if you want to call us, 678-855-5169 is my direct line. Happy to connect and talk with you about any of these things. On behalf of Jason and Trey, I will see you next time. Thanks. Ow, I'm so naked. Nah.